Welcome to Winning at Work, the podcast for foodies, founders, and food and beverage professionals. You know, if you wanted to discover a new brand, a new food or beverage to try, there are literally thousands of companies out there. It is very difficult to do that. That's why we curate the different, the better, and the special brands here each and every week so you don't have to do the heavy lifting. If you're a founder and you're looking to connect with other like-minded executives, we make that very easy. And if you just work in the food and beverage industry and you're looking for fresh inspiration, we have that here in spades. This episode is sponsored by Temple. Congratulations, you're selling in retail. But the competition is fierce and your brand is surrounded by similar products. How will consumers find you? Let Temple show you an innovative retail sales solution. Click on the Attract Consumers link below. Need to attract great employees? Click on the Hire Now below and we'll show you how to use your culture to help you stand out. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Hey, welcome to Win at Work, everybody. It's Tony. I grew up eating hot dogs. I love hot dogs. You know, you go to a ball game. I'm from Atlanta. Braves, Falcons, you're at the games. You know, you're eating dogs. It's just that the more you learn about hot dogs, sometimes it's kind of like you don't really want to eat a hot dog. You love the hot dog because of the delivery mechanism. Yes. Right? Because you can load it up. You get anything that you want on it. And... When I found a company that started in Atlanta, now I know your distribution's out in in Arizona. When I found a company based in Atlanta, my hometown, the ATL, that is working to really change really the way people eat hot dogs, think about hot dogs, the way they're made, I absolutely had to have Colin Miles down, CEO of Frippers, Frippers Hot Dogs. And I thought, it's lunchtime for me. Why would I not have a Fripper? With a, I've got a really unique uh, barbecue mustard sauce mm-hmm. with sauerkraut. What kind of bun you got? Okay, so get this. <laughs> I just went to the store because I was out of buns. Mm-hmm. And I went to the bakery to buy some buns. And no kidding. I even took a picture of this because I'm, I'm going to post it on Facebook. Contained bioengineered food ingredients. <laughs> So I said, guess what I'm not buying? Yeah, that that's when is when is fresh that? buns from the bakery, for God's sakes. So don't ask me about my bun. I tried to go really cool and natural. You know, we're it's kind of funny. Um out on the East Coast, you do kind of see them out here on the West Coast a little bit, but Martin's potato buns, they are my favorite hamburger bun, hot dog bun, the potato bun just is a vessel that it could be, it could be dense enough, but not like too like intense and chewy. Like it's got a nice bite, but allows the hot dog to really sink through. Um, That's the problem. You know, you get some of these that just have way too much. Yeah. And you know, way point, too much. You know, the hot dog is usually when people eat a hot dog, it's the hot dog itself is usually the third thought in a sense. People care more, you know, tend to care about the bread, the bun, and then all the toppings and condiments that go on top when it's called a hot dog. The sausage itself is the star and yet is always kind of put on the back burner. Way. Um, exactly. Well, here's to, here's to Frippers. Cheers. Um, yes, I'm going to tell you, it, it should, uh, absolutely. By the way, you've got so many different brands that you could be doing collaborations with. In fact, 
here I am in, uh, I'm in North Carolina and I just, I found Highland Brewery just yep. out of Asheville. Yep. Got their claw hammer Oktoberfest. So, um, they've been around for a long time. They're definitely one of the, 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 Oh, they are. They are. It's just that me being you know, the first of them all. Well, and me being new to North Carolina, I'm still kind of discovering like what's, you know, new up here. I want you to tell me about your dogs because th- when I could, when I, d- I literally just took this off the grill and it got real, it plumped up really nice and I got it nice and dark mm-hmm. and it's dense. This is no flimsy dog. I mean, this has really got some, some good density and flavor. So help, help this, the novice understand mm-hmm. How are hot dogs made? Talk about the commercial. Talk about the um, the handcrafted style that you're going for, and and how people are going to notice the difference. While I sit here and enjoy yeah. a delicious, <laughs> well, I think you know, obviously, hot dogs have a negative aspect in a sense. You know, a lot of people just you know, there's the pink slime, you know, terminology gets thrown around, and you know, it's. You know, even the saying, you know, seeing how the sausage is made, you know, usually just doesn't have a positive side to it. You don't um, want to have any more of that no. food. And so we, you know, I started off as a butcher, sausage maker. I was making hot dogs on my day off. So it means I have to butcher a hunk of beef. I've got to get it, you know, chilled down. I've got to weigh the weigh out the measurements of the meat itself and the spices. I've now got to grind it. Uh, season it, emulsify it, stuff it into a natural lamb casing, let them hang and dry before they go in the smoker, then smoke them for a few hours and then take them out. So we used to spend like almost, you know, 10 hours of a day just to make 70 individual hot dogs. You know, we would just have one. How long do they have to hang and dry, Colin? Uh, It it depends. I mean, uh, from a home sausage making standpoint, you know, a few hours or so, maybe with a fan just to kind of get the casing to kind of dry out because you want the casing to dry because it will absorb sm- uh, the smoke and the flavor and the color a lot more. Um, in a commercial setting where we have, we have co-packers that manufacture our stuff for us, us being a small wholesaler and starting a business with just two people with very little money. Uh, we <laughs> Welcome to the world of entrepreneurship. Yeah, right? Colin. We, we, we went down the road and were able to go find, um, a small family co-packer that has been around since 1925 um, and really built a solid relationship with them. They're in Chicago. That's where hot dogs are made. So we, you know, we're able to give them our recipe and they can make the product to our specs. Um, The drying standpoint there is a little different because again, they have all the commercial equipment to where the ovens, they can set everything to, dry smoke cook and you know humidity levels. just all inside the oven yeah. um you know it's, it's 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 an efficiency game when places are making thousands and thousands of pounds of sausage you got to be you know efficient well yeah. when you're working with a co-packer you got to get in and get out yeah. so they can get the next line in yeah and it's you know <clears throat> excuse me the way you know uh, the way we do it compare we, we're not we don't make pink slime we are not taking a variety of animal proteins and putting some random spices in there and fillers and who knows what to bulk it up, to retain moisture, to just do all these things. We're not trying to do that. Um, I want to try to replicate how it was when we were making it in the kitchen at home. Um, 
So the way we do it is we try to, you know, minimal processing, not overly working this meat. You know, a hot dog to me is made of beef. A hot dog is in a natural lamb casing. It needs to, you need to taste what beef is. Um, so our, you know. That's a good way to describe this because I really do taste the beef yeah. here. I, I tell people it's a literal tube steak. You know, I mean, that, 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 that phrase gets thrown around. Oh, it's a tube steak. But it is because it tastes like beef. It just tastes like a steak in tube form. Um, I feel our hot dog could be on any great steakhouse bar menu. You know, we, we battle the cheeseburger every day, but to my point before, you know, 10 hours just to make a handful of hot dogs compared to what a ground burger patty is, you know, there's a lot more love and labor that goes into, into hot dogs than making cheeseburgers. So they deserve, in my opinion, they deserve the same respect, you know, as the cheeseburger, because I honestly, the hot dog came before the cheeseburger in America. You know, we're talking Americana. Oh, it did. Yeah, I mean, when did I mean drop a little history? I, I, don't, I don't know the exact know dates, the but I if I've going back, I mean, there's all the burger stuff, the burger chains. So there was a place in Connecticut, and I'm sure if people listen to this who know burgers more than I do are gonna say I'm wrong. But you know, the hot dog, the hot dog was Coney Island, Nathan's Coney Island, thousands yes. of people there on the boardwalk eating hot dogs. The hot dogs came over, uh, so. It's actually the gentleman that created the hot dog was the gentleman who created the hot dog bun. And he took the recipe from somebody and ran off with it. And then Nathan's kind of followed suit there, but that's all in the early 1900s. Um, And so, yeah, you had thousands of people down on Coney Island eating hot dogs. I mean, that was, there's a hot dog eating competition every year on the 4th of July. There's no hot, there's no cheeseburger eating competition. Yeah, Joey Chestnut's not ha- uh, hammering down uh, ha- sliders. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not on national TV. ESPN is not showing all these food competitions, but they do show the hot dog. Um, so in my opinion, you know, the hot dog really is the king of all sausages. Um, but again, it's a part of Americana. You go to a baseball game. You go to any sports game. It's hot dogs and beer. Not cheeseburgers and beer. Hot dogs and beer. Hot dogs are always... Um, it literally in the sports world. So, but the thing is, you know, we work with some stadiums and arenas and we're trying, again, we're trying to, to what you said, we're trying to change what these products can be. And a lot of people go to a, a ball game and they just know the hot dog is going to be real crummy, but they just need to put something in them because they're going to be having beer. They're going to be hot, dehydrating, not drinking water. The hot dog is just something to kind of absorb all of it. But why, but most people already know they're just going to be real bad. Um, and so for us, you know, it's, we're just taking the humble things that, you know, just kind of get tossed down and making them great and, you know, and not having to put a whole bunch of marketing stuff, like calling it Wagyu, you know, there's Wagyu farm, you know, companies that are making hot dogs, but they just taste like any other regular hot dog kind of subpar. So, you know, it's, well, it's a labor of love. I love that you're going food service. I love that you're trying to sell these into restaurants because you can really get a, a broader appeal, more people can try it, mm-hmm. sample it. And, and what, explain to me your name, Frippers. <laughs> so what, what is that? Where did that come from? So we were originally, uh, when we started in 2016, we were called Pigman Goods. And if you've watched enough Seinfeld, you know, the Pigman episode. And so that's where that kind of came about. Um, we then wanted to trademark our, our name, but there was somebody who had that. And so we were like, well, instead of, 
you know, we just decide let's rebrand, you know, our hot dog is beef pig. It's, it can get a little confusing in a sense. So we're like, let's rebrand. And so after months and months of coming up of band names, bar names, brewery names, restaurant names that everyone said no to that wouldn't work as a, a sausage brand. Um, I am a musician and I listen to a band called King Crimson. And there is a, the, the founding front man, his last name is Fripp. And he has a looping technique called Frippertronics. And so I was just, I said, I just heard it. Fripper, Fripper, Fripper. Sound, it's a name. I wanted to have a name that conveys what the product is. You don't have to say what the product is. All you have to say is the brand name and people know. But it's also, it's kind of got like an old timey feel. Hey, let's go get a Fripper. You want a Fripper? Come on. Hey, let's get Frippers. Um, and so it just, it stuck. Um, you know, some people who aren't going to get the King Crimson reference, I like to just say, you know, I'm, I'm from Jersey. Hot dogs are deep fried and they're called Rippers. A hot dog is a Frankfurter F, F, Ripper, Fripper. Um, <laughs> I bet you could, I bet you probably have some pretty nice swag too. We are, we have a variety of things that we're working on being a wholesale brand. And that's, is, is quite different. Um, well, you have no retail at all. No, you're all, you're, no, we, 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 we've dabbled into it, but it's a whole other ball game. Um, it, totally, totally. And you'll get better distribution, quicker adoption. Yeah. It's, selling right in restaurants. It's, it's a game you got to pay to play and it's not really that exactly. easy. Slotting fees. Yeah. And especially being a perishable company, the shipping, the shelf life, there's just a lot of things that really matter. And so for us, we knew mm. we needed to sell the product and wholesale is the way to get it out there more and then help really drive sales. Honestly, that's a good dog. That's a really, that's really dog. great dog. Yeah, it's it, it. It's a fripper. It's a fripper. It's fripping. Fan, it's a fripping fantastic. <laughs> there are a lot of fripper puns that have uh, been put out there by friends. Um so you guys started in Atlanta. You got your you have some major distribution, obviously, in Arizona. So you're there working with your close distributors. It makes total mm-hmm. sense. Um, what are some restaurant chains or restaurant independent restaurant companies maybe that people maybe have heard of? They can go try this. Maybe you know in Atlanta or Chicago, wherever wherever you're found. What what, what are some of the the big ones we can think of? Yeah. So in Atlanta, um, some of our big uh, I and mean, we were selling a State Farm Arena where the Atlanta Hawks play. Uh, we sell to the GICC where the Atlanta Dream plays, um, you know, a whole slew handful of restaurants, Red's Beer Garden, uh, Screamin' Weenies. Um, Argosy uses our products uh, down there in East Atlanta. Um, we've, you know, it, and it's branched off into Nashville, um, Birmingham, Alabama. There's a spot called Pizza Grace in Birmingham. Ryan does pizza dogs for lunch. His pizzas are phenomenal. Oh, I saw that on LinkedIn. Yeah, we've been we're trying to just have fun and be different about it. And, and well, yeah, they wrapped it in cheese and they put it in pizza dough. Yeah, it's there's even the Thirty Rock reference of a cheesy blaster, uh, where they say it's a hot dog stuffed with jack cheese folded into a pizza. But you know, I it's it's funny in Italy right now. One of the biggest trends on pizza is French fries and hot dogs. It is your, it's strangely a trend there. And so I saw it, I dabbled with it with some of my customers, um, just playing around with it. And then just the idea, love pizza, love hot dogs. They go together. And so, you know, we've really, you know, 
we we have some fun with our customers and really pushing the ideas. Um, we've got some a butcher shop out there called Son of the Butcher that sells it in a retail aspect. That has been, you know, as, as somebody that's not really focusing on retail, we still want to have some sort of way for consumers to get it directly as opposed to having to do online or just go through a restaurant. So we've got a small handful of butcher shops that have and or do still sell our products. Um, you know, out here in Phoenix, we were working with the Phoenix Suns last season. Um, you know, it's been kind of crazy. We've actually had some James Beard nominated establishments, you know, who use our products being nominated. So it's giving us more clout. You know, um, some great spots out here, nine, Bar 1912, The Meat Market, Fire at Will, um, Sink or Swim. Those are great bar names. That It's just great that you're getting into those. And once it starts, it just, you just kind of keep building on that. Now, are you uh, spending a lot of your time just setting up new distributor meetings, working with those distributors to kind of expand? Yeah, we're, we're, we're constantly trying to – yeah, we're trying to constantly get in with distribution – you know, being a small meat company like we are com- combating the bigger hot dog companies that have been around and who also sell cheaper products, it's a tough sell. We are doing something very different. It, it, it really hasn't been done at this level that we're trying to do it. There are some similar business to ours, but there's not many. I would think you would want to get with like celebrity chefs and things like that who can do some fun things with it, you know, and show different mm-hmm. ways of making it. I mean, I just... I made mine super simple, but it was really tasty. Oh, I say I've seen your website. Hot dog's so good, it doesn't need any condiments. You just put it on a good bun. Exactly. It sinks itself. But, you know, being former, being chefs, my business partner, I, we both have 20 years plus in the food service uh, restaurant industry. We bring a, we're bringing a fresh perspective to how, what we think relationships should be like between the vendor, the distributor and the restaurant. We know what chefs want to hear. We know what they want to taste. We just know how what how they think and breathe. Um, and so by doing that, we can bring a different approach to the sales aspect. Uh, when we work with distributors, you're getting a free sales reps out of us because, you know, we're coming to work with you. We're not just expecting you to just go sell the product because we also because we know the difficulty of selling it. Here's a high priced hot dog, an item that's usually very, very cheap. Here it comes in at a higher price point. Most are just going to hit, go in one ear right out the other. But if myself or my business partner can come in and kind of give the story, which chefs love to hear, if we can build a relationship, a one-on-one, not just a transactional monetary relationship, but a real business relationship, that's going to go a long way. Um, chefs are our voices. That's who we're selling to, and that's who we need to. Help. That's who we need to get our message out there more because that's where the customers are coming to directly. So we do try to partner with a lot of chef, you know, chefs that we sell to, chefs that we look up to. You know, I've got chef friends that just buy our products just to feed their staff or family meal. But the thing is, coming out of COVID, people want comfort food. They want things they know that are very familiar. And the hot dog is, you know, at the very top there. Um, fortunate for us, our products are not the norm. They're not a... Oscar Mayer, a Vienna beef, a Hebrew national, Sabret, whatever. There's like, like, as you said earlier, when you taste the hot dog, you actually taste beef. There is a quality here and chefs know quality. Um, so for them, they get to, ha- they get to play around with some products and do something new and different. Um, and it makes it more fun for them, which 
as a cook, you know, is a big part of it. You know, if I have to cook stuff that's just kind of mediocre and whatever, I'm not that really thrilled about it or I'm not putting that much my passion really into it. But with our products, we, you know, cooks are having fun creating different things with it. Um, you know, we are not just a hot dog company. We do a variety of other products that so we do. <clears throat> um, we do bratwurst, which is a brat shaped. We do a brat dog, essentially. So it's a bratwurst uh, in a, you know, the same size as you would a hot dog. Um, there we take something that's familiar, but, you know, elevated a little bit by using beers uh, like Berliner Weisses and Gozas and using the spices that are in those beers in the sausage. Um, we make bologna because bologna is king, in my opinion. Um, you have a lot of companies these days making mortadella, which I love. Wait, what is mortadella? But what is mortadella? Mortadella is just a fancy bologna. That's all it really is. It's a fancier style of bologna with some pistachios and pork fat in it. But once you remove those two items, you just basically have bologna. Um, but being a Southern company, we felt, you know, we want to make something that is really representative representation of that. Like I said, everyone else makes mortadella. Well, we're going to make something that no one else is doing. We need to separate ourselves a little bit. And again, and, and like the hot dog, bologna has just a bad history and bad you know, people, people have bad, have had bad experiences with that red ring bologna and <laughs> the red ring. That's ex- Oh my God. I'm just thinking back to that. I, I literally spoke with a gentleman. I forget where, who it was, but I was, we were, I was pitching to the bologna and he's just like, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And I'm like, why, why you have such a bad, you know, what, what, what was the bad experience? He's like, I literally took a bite of the bologna sandwich and I pulled the red casing out of my mouth. <laughs> His mom like, forgot to remove it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody forgot to do something there. So that ruined his childhood. Um, but, you know, but again, it's like everyone like a hot dog. People love bologna sandwiches. It's such a an old childhood thing. And so for us, we want to make it better. It can be done better. It doesn't have to be made cheaply. Um, and so we do a country style bologna that's smoked. It's got some sweet spices. It's not overly ground and emulsified to that pink slime that most people are used to. Um, it, you know, the one thing that people really, one thing I hear people say is when they try it, they're like, oh my God, that's really good bologna. But they like, it actually eats as good as any mortadella on a charcuterie board. Um, so we tell, you know, the versatility of how you can have bologna these days, you know, I've made, uh, bologna fried rice, bologna, uh, masubi, bologna pizza, bologna egg and cheese breakfast burritos. Um, uh, you know, you can really just get creative in how you do it. Uh, I've even had people crisp bologna up and put it on top of a burger instead of bacon. Um, everyone does a bacon BLT. Well, I prefer a bologna BLT. Um, the saltiness and the savoriness from the sausage itself really, you know, enhances the tomatoes. I have some mustards that were sent to me from one of my other brands is really, really good mustard. And that's why I keep thinking you've got a lot of good collaborations that you could do, particularly, you know, if they're in food service as well, you could do some really nice pairings. Um, the chef would really like that. And it's all in that good for you category. And that's what you're ultimately you're providing, um, and that could be one of your challenges, too, if you're selling into bars where, you know, the consumer doesn't care. You know, that's the issue. Right. So you've got to find those those outlets where the people do care about what they're eating 
and now suddenly your product kind of stands out. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, so for, for us, it's like, okay, how do you, as I, we, we started a relationship with State Farm Arena and the Atlanta Hawks, uh, uh, I think a year or two before the pandemic started. Um, we knew the chef of the arena. We were able to get into the VIP premium club levels with our product and selling direct to the stadium. Um, we then uh, partnered up with the Hawks, um, not last season, but the season prior and that we were the solely only hot dog in the arena sold when they made the switch to frippers as the sole hot dog hot dog sales went up i believe 26 percent. we were the number one selling food item behind beer water soda and 50 percent of the transactions people are getting more than one hot dog because they were so good you know i mean that to me you know that's where the mass, that's where the masses are. You know, again, where are people eating hot dogs most? Sporting events. That you know, the grocery store is one aspect, but you're going to sell more hot dogs at a sporting event in one day. Yeah, probably. I'd be kind of be curious to know what that statistic oh. is. Oh, it is depending on the arena and the stadium. It is a lot <laughs> per game. The difference, between, the difference between football and base, or sorry, football and basketball, is really difficult. You know or not really difficult. It's just, they're, they're two different beasts. Um, the, the, the difficult aspect, it's kind of funny. The NBA is a little bit more open to things. They're wanting to change the fan experience as a whole, which is great. Baseball is just baseball. Baseball is, uh, run on sponsorships and money and numbers. And, you know, again, it's, this is where the bigger companies, they've got the deep pockets, to come in and throw a sponsorship and get their product in. But again, the fans are going to know that it's not really that great a quality. Um, so the fact that we've been able to kind of play ball, no pun intended, uh, in a way and really show that there is a value to a better product. But again, we're not, we're, we're not jacking the price up. We're not, you know, trying to cheapen it too much. We can still play ball, make a quality product and not, and it's not breaking your bank. Um, you know, again, it's a business relationship. So we try to make sure that it's a win-win for everybody, um, you know, because it doesn't, again, I, I think that's one thing that's different about us is we try to look at our, the relationships, not just being, again, one-way transactional monetary. You know, we want to just be different and relationships go a long way, you know, and be it, you know, when we talk with uh, these larger arenas and sports teams and whatnot, you know, we try to bring a sense of community together. We want to work with your charitable funds because, you know, we want to, you know, we believe in a lot of the same values. Um, we want to bring in the restaurant community and the chef community and give them a bigger audience to showcase themselves that most people wouldn't get, wouldn't even know that they exist. You know, we've done uh, some hot dog battles uh, before Suns games um, where I get a couple local chefs uh, here in the Phoenix market uh, they each create a hot dog and then the fans get to whoever have uh, who are season ticket holders get to come to this particular club level, enjoy each hot dog, vote on which one they like more. And then we give a golden. Oh, that's awesome. Winner. But, but it, it's not a fan cool. experience. And you know, the behind the scenes, and, everyone is hopefully seeing that it's yeah. the fripper, you know, hot dog. That's awesome. Colin. Yeah. And honestly, and the thing is, it's like, you know, it's not about me. Frippers is, is putting it together, but I always, I'm like, look, this isn't about me. It's about the chefs. You know, yes, we're going to get brand new recognition by putting frippers out there. But again, this is about 
me giving my customers a stage that they wouldn't normally get. Um, so now they get to serve their style of food of our hot dogs, but they, they get to showcase themselves in front of a new clientele. This clientele gets to be aware of them. They might not be aware of this restaurant. Well, now they're getting to learn something. Um, it's it's again, it's kind of one of these, it's a play to where it's a win-win for everybody for the arena. Now it's like, look, we're tying our sense. We're tying ourselves closer to the community even more. Um, it's not just the same boring food that they're kind of used to. Um, and so it's, it's just a fun, different experience. And it's not just saying, here's a bunch of money, you know, give me, you know, put my name up on a board, you know, for us, it's, it's, there's more, there's, it's just a different value. And we feel like we can bring something fresh and, you know, new and different to that relationship. I certainly hope people can Um, go out and find it and experience it and try it. What's the best way for people to connect with you and connect with the, uh, the brand? Uh, Frippers sausages, uh, on Instagram. Uh, I am on LinkedIn, but you know, you can uh, go to our website. Frippers.com has our contact information there. Uh, you can hit me up directly on social media or, you know, through the website. Um, I'm a living, breathing, traveling hot dog salesman. So I never sleep. I mean, I do sleep, but, um, you know, we're, we're willing to do, you know, it's hard to say no. I think that the funny thing is like, being in the hospitality restaurant industry for so long. And I remember my first job, one of my first jobs, first real fancy cooking jobs was at the four seasons. And I remember during the training, they told us the word no does not exist. Um, We will, if you want something, we will find a way to accommodate. We will, we will go above and beyond to do whatever it takes. And it's as a, as a business owner, you know, and you know, you want to accommodate everybody. You want to do whatever you can. And I've actually had to learn how to say no. And that's actually really difficult. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> it sounds a little weird, but again, it's just one of those things like, you know, you just want to go above and beyond and you can't always do it. So we, it's, it's a, being a, an entrepreneur, there's a lot of learning lessons clearly going through it. But one thing I definitely learned is most people don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, and I've, and I know food service is the wild west. So, you know, you're in a good really a good spot. So, Colin, great. We love the sample box. Loved all the food, and look forward to having you back on just to see just you know what is next in your evolution. And uh, I definitely encourage people to to check this out in a restaurant near them, or you know, give you a call, kind of contact you, and, and give it a try. You know, try some direct to consumer if if you need to get some in the house. Yeah, we, we, you know, we're big on posting our customers on social media and really pushing their brand and trying to push business their way. Again, it's not about us. It's, it's about our customers and their success is our success. And so we want to embrace everybody. And so we really promote a lot on social media and really try to, you know, let people know where they can get our products. Because again, you know, it's everyone just assumes you're going to be in a grocery store, but, um, to get people out of their comfort zone and go to different restaurants and different butcher shops. You know, we've, we're, we're really kind of, you know, again, it's a, it's just a, a different approach on how, uh, the sales that's are pushed. Right. That's right. Well, you know, you're, you're elevating the experience. So you're taking them out of the grocery store. Colin, thank you so much for being here today on winning at work. Tony, I appreciate it.